Good day everyone and welcome. Today I'd like to talk about authority. I think I'll start it off very plain and simple and directly. Getting into that because it's something I've contemplated my entire life and have come to a resolution about within myself and within what authority is and the different levels because of course that's what this podcast is all about is speaking to the realm of consciousness of human self-consciousness and that little part within our self-conscious mind that is aware of our self-conscious mind which um, we will call ego consciousness just to simplify things so that we understand because there's realms of authority in life in nature within the systems and structures that are already pre-existing humanity and the human condition and that exists after that but i'm going to start somewhere very interesting here starting by talking about myself in a non-egotistical way because who am i who am i to speak with something resembling authority on the subject of consciousness self-consciousness ego consciousness well i've done a lot of work I've done a lot of letting go, and the greatest success I've known in this lifetime is to know myself on a level where I can be right here, right now, speaking to you about this, and not want anything for it, not really even want anything from it, but just to know that I'm doing what I must do by being myself and not having an ulterior motive, which we'll get to, because there could be an authority level trying to oversee my thinking, but I won't allow it because I've gotten to a place where that's not an option because it doesn't help. It doesn't benefit. So I am my own authority. I am myself in a non-egotistical way. There's nothing overtly selfish about it anymore. It's actually a deep realization and a letting go and having letting go of so many things, there's some good English, having let go of so many things, that all that's left is me, as known within the scope of life, of humanity. Which is why I can see authority and systems and structures for what they are. Because I don't have a personal opinion about it. I have no vested interest. You know, the human being... Steve, sitting here in the darkness of of the living room at night in peace and quiet, doing this, there's nothing that says that I have to do this. And there's no part of me compelling me to say I should do this or want this because I'm going to get something from it, whether that be feedback, opinion, criticism, financial gain, status, because that means nothing. None of that means anything to me. And so that's a base authority. That's an authority that pre-exists me being here. And so let's start there. Because there is an authority that is always going to be greater than us. Even greater than life and form. And that is the authority of consciousness. Of what it is that unnameable intelligence running through everything, connecting everything making the sun burn, making 
The planets move and then closer to home, making things grow, having made life take hold and combine to become life and form on this planet in so many amazing ways. And that authority has absolute authority over us because if the sun goes out, we die. If there's a natural disaster that changes our environment and our climate quickly, we die. We have a limited time in form here in this life. So in a very real way, we're not in control of our very selves ultimately, but we are in the moment and that's where we'll get to with our next level of authority. But it's humbling to contemplate being here and letting go and realizing that in some bigger way we are actually of service to life just by virtue of the fact that we're alive and able to experience it and that we're connected to the world around us, to society around us. Everything we do has an impact on the world around us. Everything we take into us is taking in an exchange with the world around us. Every breath we take, everything we drink and eat, every connection we make with someone else, every communication, every exchange. And yet without us, without, without us even having to think about it, there's a natural authority of energy, of consciousness, that is allowing these interactions to happen. That's the authority that never dies. It will be there. Making something else happen in this universe, in this of this earth, when we're gone and when it's gone. And that's okay. In fact, that's very okay to give yourself over to that and not be so focused on some of the lower, I'll say, levels of authority. And by lower, I just mean diminished. Because from that source, energy, consciousness, authority... There's life in form, and then every life in form has to have some way of interacting with its environment. And so it has to be its own authority with regards to navigating the world around. And at a root level, the simplest life forms have direct contact with the life around them, and so everything about them is about sensing the environment. With a single-celled organism, it's brutally simple. The membrane is the brain, is the thing that interacts with the environment around and makes decisions for the organism about what it should do. And if you wanted to go deep into this, you can investigate Bruce Lipton's work in the biology of belief and even some of his further thoughts on that about the simplicity of organisms and how we are the exact same in theory and in practice, only with a whole bunch of cells connected together. But the base functions are all always the same. And what those are, are the prime directives of a life form. And that is to stay in form, to enjoy it, to experience it, to be alive for a time. And so in so doing, the membrane of a simple organism, just like our senses, should direct us away from fear, away from trauma. Sorry, not away from fear. Fear is what allows us to recognize it. Direct us away from harm, away from danger, and towards growth. 
And growth can be seen as love, as embrace, as nurture, as support, as lack of resistance, whereas the other is resistance to being alive or diminishing the feeling of feeling alive. And in so doing, there's an innate authority. The membrane is the authority for that single cell, just like our senses are our primary authority, the thing that kind of has dominion over us in guiding our reactions. Now, of course, as I've talked about before, and as you're hopefully coming to realize that you are, is a very sophisticated life form in that we have a self-conscious mind that can extrapolate, that can think. And all thinking is, is connecting information in our mind prior to action, formulating a new idea or concept out of existing information. And this is all at once fascinating, interesting, and also potentially problematic because it disconnects us from our direct connection to the world around. And what does this self-conscious mind then become? An internal authority. And the important part to realize about this self-conscious mind and internal authority is that associated with it is that little part I keep talking about, the ego, which really just looks after all the information going on in your mind as it pertains just to you. Just to you. And that's what makes the ego synonymous with a selfishness, an actual selfishness, an individuated sense of selfishness, and a limited awareness. Those go hand in hand because they have to. They just have to. Because if we're only focusing on the things in our mind, then we're not even allowing our senses to sense the world around. And we have senses beyond the physical senses, which are, of course, real and connected energetically to you, your mind, but you have energetic senses as well. Which is why we can't explain what love actually is. We can just feel it. And it's many different modes of expression and of appreciation. So let's take the human and the ideas of authority. The self-conscious mind being that repository of information that helps us navigate the world we've created. So let's look at that first. So before we had this very powerful mind, we existed in nature. And we would have taken from nature as we need to survive. Every life form does this and lives in a somewhat of a balance, struggling when needed, but most often actually just being. Most life forms do exactly that. And then when there's challenges, they're met. When the need for food arises, it's met. When the urge to procreate arises, it happens, it expresses. With the human, once our self-conscious mind really kicked in and began having the capacity to combine information and make new information within us, we then projected that outwards and started making new things out of the world we see around us. We rearrange nature. We deconstruct it and reconstruct it. This is what our civilization is. This is what our homes are. This is what our technology is. This is what new, f new agricultural food products are. This is what grocery store food products are. They all have a, a basis in nature and in that reality, but they've been worked over by the human mind. 
and that's that is what it is i'm not here to to prop it up i'm not here to complain about it i just want to explain how it is so that we can as a species drop the ego part about it and actually deal with it so that we can understand there are costs and benefits and be aware of what those impacts are beyond the personal the individual which the ego is mostly concerned with so as our species began becoming more complicated and building civilizations not just huddling in groups and having an authority figure within the group perhaps or the individual authority of you know i'm allowed to survive i will fight or flight i will fight for my survival or i will flee in order to survive and live another day those were a base primal authority that all life has and that all life has a right to but as humans began to again build civilizations construct societies all of these things in our head started to become ideas concepts and the associated ego gave importance to them you know my way is better this way is right my culture is more important my material possessions matter and so we began began to develop an internal authority over the realm of ideas as opposed to over the realm of reality of of nature of that which we come from and which we actually live off of no matter what we reconstruct it to look like we're very intelligent about doing it but of course the ego takes a lot of credit for that being the be all end all when it isn't when it isn't even though it works a lot of the time what i'm here to do is point out the collateral damage so that we feel better about ourselves as a species moving forward so the authority as you can probably see where i'm going within the human species having that little ego piece attached has grown and grown over over millennia becoming more self-important and there's reason to see why it could be look at how successful our self-conscious mind has been if you measure success with what we've created and we've created cities we've created structures we've created religions politics economic systems you know money within those economic systems to keep track of things and um all of these things are not necessary just so you know they're just not necessary at a base level i'll explain that in a different podcast episode as it relates to that specific topic but with regards to authority today the ego has become subconscious to a degree that it is the subconscious authority of our species and by that i mean think of the how defensive people get how defensive i know i used to get when people challenge not me and my physical right to exist or what not but they just challenge an idea and you'd get upset about it well who's who's actually being challenged there your physical person your being or you know the idea of who you are and it's through this subconscious ego that the authority of ego speaks with itself and the outgrowth of this subconscious ego within the realm of authority now looks like leaders in this world and i'm going to talk about leaders of corporations of political systems of economic systems of religious systems purporting 
to know better. And the reason the ego takes this position is because it created these systems. So, of course, it understands them. And on that level, it's actually right. It does. Ego is the authority on ego. Self-importance. And we can see how that has been very successful in this world because we have Pope and people in religious systems that you know claim to be the most direct connection to God when nothing could be further from the truth, irregardless of your definition of God. We have leaders in the financial sector. We have billionaires who are completely successful at managing, making more money all the time. And there's no denying that. There's leaders in the political sector purporting to help countries, help their country, manage it. And yet that's all they do, which means if they're the authority of that, if ego is the authority of itself, what isn't it paying attention to? <laughs> and this is where it gets interesting. Well, where's that original authority? That authority of connection. That authority just knowing that being alive is a magnificent thing. Well, that's been buried. It can't disappear because your heart is still beating. You are still being breathed. Even the most egregious, selfish, successful, egotistical, ego-based person in this world is still being breathed, is still being allowed to be successful on that level by a greater authority, a nameless greater authority. And maybe that's the problem and the challenge with our species at this time is that you know, the ego knows itself because it's tangible. It is ideas. It's information within your head. The ego even has you compartmentalized as information because it needs to reference you when it makes decisions. And yet this intangible you, you know, what, what you might call the real you, the infinite you, the energetic you, it can't be pointed to. It can't be named and yet it's the thing that actually connects all things. But the ego doesn't know that. Because the ego is concerned with the realm of ideas and of material, the material world. Now, of course, you are too. And consciousness is concerned with you on a material level as well. Because consciousness, being the energy within your form, is extremely real. And that feeling of being alive is given to you, is endowed to you, and you protect it at a lot of costs. It's very hard to feel constant suffering. It's very amazing to feel constant love. And so we protect ourselves by defending ourselves. And that natural right to be alive, to be who you are, to express it. And yet returning to the, the ego-based sense of self, that authority, if it's given focus the majority of the time, it can't eliminate the other, but it can override it. Because awareness is kind of everything. What you're aware of is how you see your life. It's your perspective. It's the way you navigate the world. It's the filter. 
And with humans, we've been so mind-based for so long that it's simply a matter of awareness and focus. That's the lens we see the world through. And if our mind, if what we are is a life form with a powerful self-conscious mind and a little bit of ego with a lot of weight, a lot of um, power to it, if that's the, the focus, then that's how we've been talking to each other, which is why, again, like I said a few minutes ago, we obey authority pretty automatically from that level. And let's look at how that works within the human species. So from the time we're born, because our mind is so powerful, and yet when we're born, our mind likely doesn't contain very much actual information, but it's ready. We are completely at the mercy of an authority figure, even though it is hopefully our loving parents and further to that, our loving family, our loving human, human family. And, you know, with conditions right on the earth, a loving environment. We've been stable in this condition for a long time now, which is why our species has been able to be what you'd call successful on both levels. But from the time we're born, the human species needs to be cared for outside the womb longer than any other species. You know, some life forms are born, and the second they're born, boom, they're off on their own. Their instincts, what's been passed down to them energetically without any notion of a thinking mind, is enough to carry them, is enough for them to know who they are and what they are and um, experience life. And there's all different um, levels between there and what we are. But we are, I believe, I might have to look this up, but I believe we are the most dependent of any species after birth. And it's more, it's longer than we actually think. You know, for the first four or five years of our life, you know, we, we can't get our own food. We can't find our own food, make our own food. And we're supposed to be, you know, breastfed for a good three, four, five years outside the womb, getting very vital information, nutrients, immune system factors from the mother, something that's been lacking and is a contributing factor to our overall health in this day and age, which, you know, has a lot of ways in which it's been compromised. But what happens with us being born, being so dependent, is that we are automatically subordinate to a, an authority figure. And that's neither good nor bad. It's just a fact. Our parents are our first authority figure because they have to be. They're looking after us. And so with a blank slate in mind, we take in whatever is fed to us. We learn a name. We're told our name is this, and then we take it on. It's not a real thing. It's just something that we navigate in the, in the world as humans with minds. You know, we're the species that has this kind of language, that communicates this way. And yet it's one step removed from what, from what we really are. The fact that we even do this and have language and communicate through the, through the self-conscious mind. And then our ego attaches a little thing to that. When we're given our name, we get that little bit of, I am this. I am Steve. I am. It doesn't have to have a grand self-importance about it, but there's an individuated sense of identity that goes along with it. And then we kind of become the authority over ourselves on some level at the same time as we're subordinate to 
an actual authority, someone that, you know, when they tell us what to do, we do it, irregardless of whether it actually makes rational sense all the time, because we don't have the ability to challenge it when we're very small. And so we grow up with a natural knowing that there is an authority greater than us. And of course, there are two. There's your parents, and then there's life itself. There's what you could call God. There's consciousness that is supporting it all. But it gets um, it gets focused. It gets focused in on in a limited way because that's what the human mind does. It's only capable of paying attention to so much at a time. And so we internalize that authority. It becomes subconscious. Without even thinking about it, we internally dial in the fact that we should pay attention to, you know, authority, and we automatically confer on it, oh, well, they know better. They must know better, because they're telling us. They were here before I was, and I didn't know anything before. So, there you go. Although I'm here to tell you, you did know something before. Because we came into this life knowing who and what we are on an energetic, visceral level. It's just very hard to maintain that, when all of a sudden, as a species, we're fed information. So, it's been an interesting ride for me analyzing this because no one's to blame. It just is the way it is. And yet, stepping back to look at it is is completely empowering. And this is what I hope you can take from this. So, as a short overview, we take that over, we take that authority, and then what's the next thing that happens in life? We're put into an education system where another version of authority, you know, imparts information to us. And we accept it. Because that's just a translation of, oh, someone older than me is telling me what to do, and so I'll do it. And again, that's neither here nor there. It's the way human society has worked and been conditioned to for, for millennia. And on many levels, it works. Of course it does, or we wouldn't be here. And then within all of that, we start to observe society. And we do see the systems and structures that the ego mind has projected and created. We see government structures. We see religious structures. We're introduced to societal structures. And in general, there's a little bit of authority all over the place. And we automatically obey a lot of it. Some of it makes complete sense. A lot of the laws we live by make sense because we have to have them for a certain amount of order, for safety. And as long as the majority of us are obeying them, which we do when they make sense, and even when they don't make sense, we sometimes do, that's fine. I'm not here to debate um, the actual efficacy of every single law that the human mind has come up with based on the systems it's created and then how to act within those systems. There are deeper meanings is all. There are deeper authorities than just obeying authority for no reason. Now, I'm going to bring this home with a very brief example because I'm going to have to go into this more deeply at some point and connect the dots and give examples from what's happening in the world right now so that we understand authority. Because I see a situation in the world for the last two years where something very real has happened. There's um, a virus in the world that is new, that is a little bit more lethal by what we can see than a common yearly infection viral infection, be it an influenza, a cold, a slight pneumonia, something in that realm. And I've watched society very closely to notice 
the thing happening that I kind of expected to happen. The average person just does what they're told. And a lot of the people who don't do this are surprised by the people that do, but it's it's very obvious why the average person, the majority I would say, does follow authority is because it's worked. Even if there are negative consequences to it sometimes, if you're here, what is happening has worked. You know, you might not like everything your parents told you to do, but it got you to where you are. And at a certain point in your life, you will question it, you'll push back, and Hopefully, you'll transcend some of the authority that was um, given to you or that was um, held over you that didn't make sense to who and what you actually are. And that's the deep investigation here of how to do this without any ego so that you actually see it for what it is and start to see yourself for who and what you are. But in looking around the world, and I guess I'll have to say specifically my society, my community, I see a lot of people acting subservient to authority in ways that don't make sense, that aren't logical, that aren't empowering, that aren't even healthy. And they definitely aren't healthy in a mental health capacity because people aren't thinking for themselves. They aren't they don't know that they actually have their own authority at times, if not at many times, over and above the authority of the self-proclaimed authorities around. And again, this is a discussion for another day to get right into the situation of the last two years because I'm going to give a deeper perspective on this than I've seen so far and a, a very honest one as well without being rooted in one end of the spectrum or the other because I don't have a vested interest in either end of the spectrum. I just want the average person to understand themselves through the lens of authority and to realize that Within ourselves, there are these three authorities, always. And an imbalance of where we're putting our focus will do what it always does. It will lead to some form of resistance to feeling alive, which is just a minor or major cause of suffering and self-suffering. And so while still obeying the authority of society, the authority of those around you, you can know yourself on the deepest level and be the authority of your feelings, your sense of peace and freedom, irregardless of your circumstance. And I know that may sound fanciful, but it's actually completely true. You can know that and then inspire that in others. And we can perhaps rework human society by allowing it to rework itself by each of us being our own authority in such a connected way that the structure that then grows out of it isn't what it is now, which is very ego-based. And there's really no argument against that because if it wasn't ego-based, we wouldn't have millionaires and billionaires and heads of states and heads of anything anywhere around the world. Those things wouldn't exist. Because they would never have been created in the first place. Because there would be no reason. Because there would be no selfishness. You may sound that you may think that's fanciful too, but uh, I don't know how to say I know that's that's true, but it just is. Whenever election time comes around, I most often do vote so that I can, you know, 
do what I need to do, be a part of my society, a willing participant, which I am, instead of you know resisting it. But something that comes up for me each time is because we're electing someone to supposedly you know have authority over us and you know help govern the bigger picture structures and whatnot and it does work on some level of course but my internal my internal authority always says to me to remember to elect to govern myself as constantly and consistently as i can knowing that if i'm being a healthy stable connected member of society that the structure of the society around me has a better chance of being healthier, connected, stable, and regulating itself. Because right now the ego is our regulator. It's the governor. And it governs itself. And without a check, it'll just keep going, as it has been. The evidence being, the ego believes it is so incredibly intelligent, clever, that it's going to outsmart consciousness and humanity by creating artificial intelligence, transhumanism. Upload your consciousness into a device. Well, all I have to say is good luck with that. Because uh, anything that comes out of our mind automatically has to be a subset of consciousness just by virtue of the fact that we came out of this earth, out of life, out of the energy of the particles of the sun that managed to make it here, managed to, they all make it here, that make it here and created life on earth in the first place in conjunction with other things, other elements, a stability of environment. But the ego doesn't know this humility. It doesn't know that if there were no humans on earth, the earth would be just fine. All the other species would thrive in a different way. It would rebalance and that's not putting humanity down. It's putting ourselves in our place, knowing that we have authority over ourselves to enjoy an amazing chance at an experience of life without allowing the other authority, the ego authority, the identities to get in the way, whether they be individual or the collective. Or the collective. Because I think we all know the experience of our parents telling us something, you know, and it's for your own good, and I know better than you. But no one knows who you are better than you. And that's a fact. I know what we are as well as anybody. And I'll talk about that with anyone, anywhere, anytime. To gain a deeper understanding. Not to be right. Not to be clever. But so we can feel better about ourselves. Because if we're going to be here in form, I think we all know we don't want to suffer. There's a whole religion called Buddhism based around that tenet. <laughs> And uh, the way out is just by going deeper, by letting go, by not being in our mind, by not letting that authority govern us when it's not necessary. It's amazing that we have this powerful mind, but to what end? You are not an identity created in your self-conscious mind. You are you. You are not an idea. You are not a concept. You are not a construct. You are not a piece of information which is why you will never be supplanted into another piece of technology that was just created through the self-conscious mind. I guarantee that. <laughs> so, I hope you found this valuable, and I hope you find yourself valuable, and those around you, 
and see the spark in every single being that doesn't need an authority to simply exist and express and connect and love. Take care. Hello, fellow humans, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Ever since I got this thing started, which was years in the making, I've been excited about uh, doing this and only this. It's what gives me the most pleasure in life is helping others help themselves, and it's actually what I know the best, despite all the other things I've studied for and uh, have had as careers, as experiences, as hobbies, as connections with life. This is it. So to that end, if you'd like to experience, if you'd like to support a very simple human doing this, it doesn't take much for me to survive, and anything over and above that that I ever make from this will always go back into helping others directly. And you can support me by finding me on Red Circle Podcasts, which may be where you're listening. Uh, There's donating information there. I also have an account with something called Libra Pay, where you can find me as Steve Alat, or you can send uh, a donation through PayPal, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. If any of those aren't sufficient or fail, send me an email. Again, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. We can figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening. I really, really hope it helps. And if it does, do send me a message. Thanks for your support.